Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. You can follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio and Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio. We always welcome your questions, comments, criticisms, your travel experiences. Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Or call 866-874-7957, 866-874-7957. On this show, travel expert Chris Elliott of Elliott.org with some summer travel tips for you. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the Cruise Guy, joins us. You can find him at cruiseguy.com. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. Well, it's been an epic week. <laughs> yes, it has. More wow. malfunctions. Well, the uh, Norwegian Epic uh, was finally delivered on uh, June 17th amid uh, much fanfare and, and certainly deservedly so. But uh, I know on the Rotterdam to Southampton, uh, they did develop uh, a problem where uh, they gave the phone call. Houston, we have a problem. Oh, boy. They said that, uh, there's one, the ship is going to wind up arriving in Southampton about nine hours late, eight, you know, seven to nine hours late. But uh, there was a problem, allegedly, with the uh, propulsion shaft. You know, no one really knows little any more than that. Uh, it is possible that it had something to do with the replaced engine number six mm. that uh, they had to completely replace. But the ship is on its own power, and last I heard it was uh, scheduled to dock a little late in Southampton and make some adjustments. But the, the ship will be repaired there, and uh, everything should uh, go off accordingly. What are the critics saying about the Epic so far, the bloggers and stuff, about the room sizes? Well, let's start with the good stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the, uh, the food, uh, you know, has, the reports have been very good. The uh, entertainment uh, has been reported off the charts. Which is great news. The uh, the new uh, Cirque, um, you know, the circus uh, themed dinner show uh, has gotten rave reviews, and uh, you know, many of the cabins with this new wave um, has been met with uh, mostly negative comments. Unfortunately, um, not to mention it's taken you know it's taken away you know the little curb that they put in the cabins have taken away some of the space, but from now people have actually seen it. I kind of thought it was a little bizarre, but they said, ah, don't worry, when it's seen, it'll be different. But it really feels like uh, a bathroom with a sleeping area. Oh, man. So you have a, you know, your, your shower and your bathroom, and they have uh, loosened uh, you know, doors, but the, the bathroom, in a sense, has been completely eliminated, and the sink is in the middle of the room. Mm. So <laughs> if you're traveling with a non-intimate partner uh, or a you know, family with kids, it could be uh, a little awkward. So not much uh, they can do for those, but the, the single cabins have uh, gotten some very nice uh, reviews, which are, uh, you know, kind of like the, the dorm room type cabins with a private bathroom. Yeah. So, uh, you know, look, so far so good. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens uh, when they uh, launch the uh, entertainment. But uh, the other side is that, again, we knew it. Unlike Oasis of the Seas, who was, which was very well spread out, and we saw no areas of mass congestion. Norwegian Epic uh, has been reporting uh, lots of areas of mass congestion, and it's only half full. Oh, they have? Yep, in many areas. Uh, they said there's just been... NCL really kind of just threw a lot together using every conceivable space for uh, anything they could imagine, and uh, unfortunately it's, it's may, may have disrupted the flow of the ship, and just going from you know certain areas of the ship, people are... Uh, 
claiming there are uh, areas um, uh, with lines and significant waits to get through. Hmm. But, you know, look, they've, they've got a couple of weeks. Uh, it's first sailing. Officially isn't until uh, July the 10th. Uh, we take it for a test drive on the 8th. Yes. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll certainly see for ourselves. What can you tell us about this DOT rule to extend the disability protections? Well, a lot of these rules were, uh, it's actually, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, you know, they, they certainly want to ensure fair treatment to people with disabilities. Uh, it's mainly toward, um, you know, passenger ferries. On the cruise side, uh, you know, the guidelines from what I've, I've read, um, you know, already enacted where, uh, you know, the only thing that uh, may, you know, there may be a problem is whether people can bring uh, animals on, you know, right now you can bring an animal on if, if you need it for, you know, to see, like a seeing eye dog. But mm-hmm. uh, they're also talking about the possibility of animals uh, for emotional needs. Ooh. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see where that goes. So it's a little early to tell. But, uh, you know, the cruise lines right now have never charged additional for, um, you know, access for uh, passengers with uh, disabilities. The Enchantment of the Seas starting uh, year-round service out of Baltimore? That is great news. Very uh, cool. You know, Philadelphia kind of uh, was, was put off. Norfolk, Virginia was, was um, discontinued. And Royal Caribbean joined Carnival Cruise Line to be the two operators uh, doing year-round out of Baltimore. Carnival started doing seven nights Florida Bahamas last year out of Baltimore to huge success. Royal brought in Enchantment of the Seas to begin doing five and night night Bermuda and Caribbean mm-hmm. uh, itineraries. So it's it's quite a um, it's quite a selection that they have there now. And uh, you know, considering the you know four hour drive time, uh, there's several million people that are within that area that can now go on some nice shifts without having to hop on a plane. And what a nice area, too, especially the uh, Inner Harbor there in Baltimore. So i got to ask you about this. Spirit Airlines, they, I guess they reached an agreement. They're back up in the air? Uh, they began flying uh, Friday. I'm not sure too many people care right now. Right. Um, they certainly lost their spirit. And, uh, oh, you know, it, it's one of the reasons why, you know, when you're looking for flights, you want to, you know, especially going on cruises, you can't, uh, you, you can't wait for... Um, you need, an, you need an airline with the frequencies of flights, uh, and you, you can't afford to deal with hiccups because you could actually miss the ship. So, um, you know, uh, that's that's great for Spirit Airlines, it's passengers, it's company. Uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll wish them, certainly wish them luck. Thank you, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, who can be found at cruiseguy.com. He will join us later in the show with your hot deals. Now, occasionally, Doug and I like to share with you great places to stay, and this is certainly one of them. Staybridge Suites in Orlando, just off International Drive. Aside from the fact that it's a very nice place, very comfortable, it's uh, just a short drive to Port Canaveral. So if you're cruising, excellent choice. It's got everything you would expect in a really nice hotel, plus some surprising and lovely extras like fully equipped kitchens, complimentary high internet access, and a whole lot more. Matt, you mentioned the kitchen, and yes, I actually use the kitchens. Uh, It's a home away from home is what the place is like. I felt like I was walking into my own little apartment uh, down in Orlando, Florida when I got there. Well, yeah, you save a lot of money that way, going out grocery shopping and cooking your own food, Uh, but they also offer complimentary meals. An awesome hot breakfast bar with a waffle station, and this place isn't your run-of-the-mill little continental breakfast. This thing is huge. Nice spread. Yes, everything. Evening sundowner every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights, and a 24-hour on-site convenience store and gift shop. And speaking of convenient, very convenient to all the theme parks, plus a complimentary shuttle for you, too. So 
You can't beat that. All you have to do is sign up for that uh, the night before. Their slogan says it all. It's like having your own vacation home, except it's a hotel. That's Sabridge Suites, Orlando, 8480 International Drive. And be sure you tell them that Matt and Doug from Cruise Radio told you all about it. Find out more at cruiseradio.net. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Cosmo. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One. Let us send you on your way. Cruise One. Number one in cruising Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising Travel guru Chris Elliott can always be found at Elliott.org. That's with two L's and two T's, by the way. But sometimes he can be found on MSNBC.com, like his recent article, Absurdities of the Seas, Seven Common Cruise Pitfalls and How to Sail Around Them. Chris Elliott, once again, welcome back to Cruise Radio. Always good to be here. Let me just dive right into the beginning of this article you wrote. Whether it's uh, silly little extra charges or security issues, you won't fail to find something absurd at sea. Just ask Shirley Ann Schultz, a sales assistant in Tampa, Florida. When she boarded a recent cruise, the ship's security confiscated a five-inch knife she uses to prepare food. Then, a couple of hours later, they handed her a steak knife with a six-inch blade. These are things I think we have all encountered, the frustrating security issues. Please elaborate, if you would. Well, it just doesn't make very much sense, does it? I mean, no. you've got these, uh, these folks confiscating items and then handing them to you again in an even more dangerous variety when you're sitting at the table. Look, if you want to um, do something uh, criminal on a ship, there's plenty of opportunities. Right. And so, uh, you know, if, if you want to uh, take a knife and, uh, and, and go at it with someone, um, you know, there, it's, it, we haven't gotten to the level of where uh, airlines are, where they're, you know, they took away all the silverware and, and replaced it with plastic and these dull knives. So, so you know, I mean, it just it is a common sense thing, and common sense is lacking. It's lacking in a lot of the cruise industry. I mean, you... You mentioned the some of the regulations, you and, and also of course the, the the fees that you get. I mean, and we've talked about this on the show before, right. but you know, you, you bill a, a cruise vacation as something that's all inclusive, and then you get there, and everything costs extra. The drinks are extra, the premium restaurants are extra, and so it really isn't a all inclusive vacation at all. It's a semi inclusive vacation. This is certainly there must be some logical perfectly sane reasoning behind all this money okay well in the case of fees it's definitely money and also you know we're talking about confiscating items the most commonly confiscated item as you well know is alcohol 
And so you have people who uh, put their vodka in their uh, in, in you know clear plastic bottles that say uh, Listerine uh, on it and and try to smuggle it through. But you know it's it's all a money thing. The uh, cruise lines want to make money off of alcohol sales, and anything that interferes with it, they're going to try to get rid of. Okay, the next one, Chris, is a nonsense maritime laws. Can you explain to us what the Jones Act is? Yeah, you know the Jones Act is a relic from the 19th century uh, from maritime law, which says, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that you uh, a ship can't dock twice before it goes to an, a different country. And it's, it's meant to basically protect U.S. shipping interests. Uh, what, what's happened is that a lot of people are denied boarding on a ship because of a, a Jones uh, Act technicality, which is to say, if I miss my ship in Miami, I can't then go to Key West and get on the ship. I'm not allowed to do that under the Jones Act. So, so I, I profiled someone who had a problem getting on a ship um, and uh, because of the Jones Act. I just want to touch back on the, uh, that security issue. Why do you think they would do that? You know, they're, they're confiscating these things when they're readily available on the ship. It doesn't make any sense. I no, know, I know. But, but again, certain, certainly there must be some logical explanation. <laughs> yeah, you certainly. would think. Well, I mean, look. The folks who are, are handling security have their orders, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess what happens at sea stays at sea, so you have a, a separate set of standards that are applying to the ship. And, you know, you can't run a, sh- a cruise ship without silverware. So if you're, if you're going to a steak restaurant, they're going to hand you a steak knife. You know, and if someone wants to take that steak knife back to the room and, um, you know, use it for, uh, for some nefarious purpose, they can. That isn't something that you're... You know, your security is going to be able to stop. The security is basically to stop people from coming on the ship with all the, the you know, with any kind of paraphernalia, guns, knives, that sort of thing. So, I, you know, in a way I understand it. In a way it just makes absolutely no sense. Well, last weekend I was getting on a plane and I had a bottle of water in my hand. And she's like, no, no consumable liquids, please, uh, on board. You can't bring that over. So then I opened up my bag and I said, well, are these okay? And I pull out miniatures of, of alcohol. And she goes, oh, those are fine. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, certainly I wasn't going to argue with her. But, it was the miniature water bottles, those smaller ones, but they, which are larger than the miniature alcohol bottles. But still, it's like, okay, you just told me no consumable. Oh, forget it. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, those TSA, the 311 rule from the TSA never made any sense to begin with. And if you ask the TSA, if you really press it about what's so dangerous about liquids, they can't tell you because they don't know. It was a political decision that was made. It was something very reactionary, and the TSA is unable to defend that decision. So, you know, you, you got the issue of um, the liquids having to come in. A, you know, if, if they're small enough that you can put them on a plane. And, you know, just really, if you look into it closely enough, you realize that it makes zero sense at all, and they're just doing it to keep up appearances now. And I will tell you, they are supposed to have new scanners in place by the end of the year, and that will, will allow us to carry our Starbucks onto the plane. But in the meantime, you know, it really, the best thing to do is just not to even bother asking because it makes zero sense. <laughs> just like some of these cruise, cruise line uh, rules that we're talking about, they don't make any sense. Well, and you highlight these rules in uh, one of your recent articles on your site, Elliot.org, TSA's Liquid Rules, So Long 311. First of all, what is, what is the 311 exactly? It's three ounces of, what, what is it? Yeah, I would get confused, too. Three ounces in a single zip-top uh, bag. Look, right. I, I get confused by what the 311 rule is. 
The best place to find out about it is on the TSA's website. But anyway. But it's history. It's well, and people say it's history. And what I did was, uh, I, uh, I, you know, did what any good journalist does. I started asking people about the three one one rule um, because I had been through security numerous times in the last couple of weeks, and no one asked me to take out my liquids and gels. So I started wondering, you know, what's going on here. So I called the TSA, and the TSA said, we're selectively enforcing it. Each station has uh, some leverage as to, or, or some, some, some ability to decide whether or not to, to check for liquid, uh, liquids and gels or not. So I, I also asked uh, passengers, and a lot of passengers told me that they hadn't been asked to remove their liquids and gels. Now, since the article ran, I've heard from people who say, yeah, it depends on the airport. Some do, some don't. But I have to tell you, if you're flying out of Orlando, you're not going to have to worry about liquids and gels because they're not going to ask you about them, at least not the last time I flew out of Orlando. Back to the absurdities on the cruise ships and talking about, you know, it's, it's all about money. Well, uh, let me ask you this. First of all, are, are, are Sandals Resorts and places like that, do they charge for alcohol? Or is that all-inclusive? Well, no, I mean, Sandals Resorts are billed as all-inclusive. And, and they really, I mean, the last time I was at a Sandals, it really was um, the alcohol was included in, in everything. Some some of the activities were not included, but certainly the alcohol was included. So then why are they, why do, the, why do cruise ships insist upon saying all-inclusive when you say, as, as it clearly is, semi-inclusive, and they are nickel and diming you with uh, the extra things here, the sodas are extra, and the here, and this and that? Yeah, well, traditionally, it has been an all-inclusive vacation. I mean, if you go back 10, 15 years, pretty much everything was included. And then the uh, cruise lines got very savvy to this idea that actually was pioneered probably by the airlines, and that was that if you start taking things away, you can keep the base fares low and start charging on the basis of an a la carte, um, right. uh, you know, an, an a la carte offering. So uh, whereas the drinks used to be free, uh, they now charge. Soft drinks, they started charging for those as well. Then they added the premium restaurants. And uh, so th- those were ways for the cruise lines after 9-11 to start making more money. So that's where we are right now. And the, and, and the reason why these vacations are billed as all-inclusive is that, you know, we really haven't caught up to it. A lot of cruises, more than 90%, are still sold by travel agents. Uh, agents sometimes will, in an effort to sell you a cruise, will tell you that this is a very all-inclusive experience without being very specific about it. And so, you know, you have people coming back from cruises that sometimes are unhappy because they've had to pay extra when they thought they didn't, they weren't going to have to. Chris, let's move to the next one here. Air deviation fees. Uh, what are they and why bother with a deviation fee? To be honest with you, I don't think I really understand what an air deviation fee is. I've heard several different definitions of it. The idea, of course, is that you're going to be buying your airfare through the cruise line and that somehow you're going to be protected. And the fact is that if your flight doesn't leave because of a mechanical problem or because of a weather delay and you don't make it to your ship on time, all bets really are off unless you have travel insurance. So people think that by paying a little bit of extra money for their airline tickets, they're somehow protected when in fact they're not. You write here in the article, if you thought airline contracts were bad, check out a cruise contract. They seem to be written by a team of maritime lawyers who want to take your money and give you nothing in return. <laughs> did I write that? Yes, well, you did. It's true that they are written by maritime lawyers, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and I keep calling them the airlines. 
because the cruise lines and the airlines are doing, uh, you know, they're, they're doing some very similar things here. But, yes, they, they really don't want to have to give you anything. And the most dramatic example of that is the guarantee that you're going to uh, be able to experience certain ports of call. Now, when you have a brochure that says, you know, you're going on a Western Caribbean cruise, they'll have uh, four or five ports of call. But if you look at the cruise contract, that thing that's written by all the maritime lawyers, you'll realize that under that contract, your cruise line can sail out into the middle of the ocean and sail back without hitting a single port of call, and it doesn't owe you a dime. So really, you know, look at the brochure, admire the beautiful pictures, (laughs) and then go back to the cruise contract, (laughs) because that's where you're going to find out what what the cruise line really has to do for you. You touch upon the jewelry and art sales on board, and I just, I have always stayed far away from those. They scream like, I don't know, scam or something, uh, swap meet, I don't know. It's just, it, they're always, it's like you're guaranteed to, to lose money when you walk past those tables. Or the, those, well, yeah, it's those, also like, like gambling on board. I mean, yeah. if you really think you're going to... Or the art auctions, I guess they have the on board art auctions, which I think I thought they were doing away with those on some. Some, yeah, some cruise lines are doing away with them. Look, the reason you go on a cruise is to enjoy the cruise, not to buy art, not to buy wine, (laughs) and not to go gambling. Right. So if you're gonna go on a cruise and do those things, what do you expect? Right. (laughs) And and I really think you know the complaints that I get from people who bought jewelry on board are, um, you know, they're completely preventable. The, the way to prevent it is just saying, oh, walk past it. You know, do what you were going to do on the cruise, which is enjoy the cruise. But don't go shopping for jewelry. <laughs> you can stay home and watch HSN for that. Exactly. Really? And uh, your jewelry is probably going to be a whole lot cheaper, too. Yeah. You can find the article, Absurdities of the Seas, Seven Common Cruise Pitfalls and How to Sail Around Them, at msnbc.com. Doug is taking a, a trip actually pretty soon to Indianapolis and had a question for you, Chris. Yeah, this weekend I'm going up to uh, Indianapolis about my flight online uh, on AirTran from Jacksonville to Indy uh, via Baltimore. My question is, uh, when I came to seat selection time, they wanted to charge me 6 12 and I believe 20 for an emergency exit row. Is uh, charging for seats more and more of a common practice? Unfortunately, yes, it is. AirTran does it, Spirit uh, does it, and... Even some of the mainline carriers like Delta and U.S. Airways do it for their emergency exit rows and some of the most coveted seats. And it's just another way of airlines making money. So I would expect to see more of it and not less. So whenever I go to the airport on Friday to fly out and say no one bought that seat online, will I still get charged for it or no? Yeah, if you pay for it when you book your ticket, then you're still going to get charged for it. Gotcha. Now, with AirTran, I, I, I'm a fairly frequent AirTran customer, and I never uh, buy the, the uh, seat reservation. I just wait until 24 hours before the flight leaves. I check in online, and I usually get a pretty good seat assignment. I haven't gotten stuck in a middle seat yet. Fair enough. No, I, I did the right thing then. Cool. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you know the answer to this. How much uh, human flesh and body fat has to spill over the armrest before the airline says you have to purchase another seat? You know, that's a great question. I've heard from lots and lots of people who have asked me something similar, and I think it just depends on the case. Yeah. You know, some airlines have pretty strict policies, like Southwest, about buying a second seat. 
Others don't. <laughs> I think it's a pretty fair, um, you know, way of measuring it. Well, I was just going to say, Chris, let me interrupt you. I'm sorry. Right next to the, if your bag cannot fit in this little case, you yeah. need to check it in. They need to have right. a seat, an airline seat right next to that. If your ass can't fit in here, you got bu- yeah. to buy another seat. I think um, if, if you can't put the the little hand rest down, you've got a problem. Also, if you have to ask the flight attendant for a seatbelt extender, you've got a problem. I think I, uh, I, if, I, if both of those are true, then usually uh, the person sitting next to that um, person of size has a fairly good case for uh, asking the flight attendant to move. I think I hear Jeff Foxworthy bit coming on. If you can't bring your armrest <laughs> down, you might be too fat for the airline seat. Yeah, that's right. As always, you can find travel guru Chris Elliott at Elliott.org, and that is with two L's and two T's. I have to explain that for people like me because uh, it can be tricky because there's another guy out there, I think, Elliott, with uh, one T out there. But uh, yeah, there's a couple of us out there. As always, it's a great pleasure. Thank you for being with us, Chris. All right, thanks. about your cruise experience, good or bad, and you could be on the show. Call 1-866-874-7957 or email comments at cruiseradio.net. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is back with your hot deals. What you got, man? Well, we uh, spoke earlier about uh, Enchantment of the Seas' new uh, Baltimore sailings, where they're going to be doing five and nine-night Bermuda and Caribbean. So uh, we looked and found some deals um, starting from $7.99 for the summer on the five night, and if you head toward the fall, you'll see that start uh, around uh, $4.99 nice. uh, per person. Uh, some other, you know, still hot sailings. The uh, Celebrities Infinity. We talked, uh, few, you know, we've talked about a number of times. It's doing a 14-night South America cruise from Miami to Valparaiso, which is Santiago, Chile, which is really a combination of three itineraries, doing a Caribbean full transit of the Panama Canal and western uh, coast of South America, mm-hmm. they've reintroduced uh, uh, the air pricing, thankfully. Um, so instead of paying 4099 per person, right now the uh, uh, pricing starts from just 1628 per person, which is the 14-night cruise along with round-trip air. And, you know, why not And talk about the MCL's brand-new Norwegian Epic doing seven-night eastern or western Caribbean, and like Oasis of the Seas, the itineraries are not very good, but remember, it's about the ship. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see some pricing uh, start from just $649 per person. Nice. What else you got? We got some people that were interested in uh, Disney on the West Coast. Yes. Uh, Disney Wonder, after it sails in Alaska next summer, will be heading to uh, Los Angeles, where it's going to be doing seven-night Mexican Riviera. Uh, to Puerto Vallarta, Mazatlan, and Cabo San Lucas, and uh, select January, February, and March dates from 6:39, and kids cruise free. Wow, that's good for Disney. That's some really good deals, especially on Disney. Absolutely. Thank you, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, who can be found at cruiseguy.com. You can also follow him on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio and on Facebook.com/slash Cruise Radio. Next week, Jeff Edwards will be with us. I love this guy. I always talk about him. He's uh, been in radio forever. He used to host some uh, popular TV game shows like Jackpot, Let's Make a Deal, and and, uh, really interesting, interesting guy, and he's been aboard the Star Clipper. He cruises a lot, and 
I guess the Star Clipper is a unique sailing experience. Yeah, it's like a uh, like a giant sailboat, I guess you could say. It's really, really nice. But we'll talk to him next week. Also, big trip coming up for us, uh, July 8th, the Norwegian Epic out of Miami. Yeah, we'll get to see it. Uh, we're one of the first to see it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, two-night media cruise we're doing. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot us an email, comments at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. You've been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Cosmo. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One. Let us send you on your way. Cruise One. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide.